Good day everyone, you're listening to Tie of Your Hobby, and this is episode 136. Throw it up to catch it again. Don't actually throw up, that sounds weird how I, I just thought of it now, I'm like, mm. that's a horrible title. <laughs> I mean throwing it up as in like juggling. Either way, I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Justin as my guest on the show again. How are you doing, Justin? I'm always good, Alex. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Justin was actually on my episode, well, I was going to say last week, I interviewed him last week about whips. Yep. So that's pretty cool. And then he's back here about juggling, but he does, I don't know, do you do juggling and whips at the same time? Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not that talented. I wish that I was. There are people that can juggle whips. Uh, Aaron Bonk is, is one, but um, if only I was as good as him. Well, in that case, we'll just focus on the juggling aspect because I have a feeling you have a lot to share on that as well since you came once for whips and now for juggling saying, you know what, I'm passionate. I have a fire. I know how Alex asks all those questions. I know how he reacts. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, today we're going to be talking about whips, but for the people who have not yet listened to the whips episode, who is Justin? Uh, so I'm a whip cracker predominantly, but I'm also a pretty avid juggler. I've been juggling for about three or four years now. And um, in between, you know, working, whatever, I go to festivals and teach with cracking and juggling to different folks that are interested in it. So that's awesome. And you're going to teach me too as well, right? Uh, that's the agreement? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, right after this, we're going to get some knives out, some flaming knives, and uh, you're going to learn. So, Or you'll lose some fingers. But either way, it's fun for me. Oh, see, I was going going up a level from that. I'm going to start juggling a fan, a, key, a piano keyboard, and a chair all at the same time. Wow. On fire, <laughs> of course. Uh, of course. Of course. And blindfolded. Of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Now, before we jump into the topic of juggling, the regular kind, not the absurd kind that I was imagining, that's probably dangerous for anybody starting off. Who, uh, do you have any social media links, websites, or even projects that you are working on that you would love to share with the listeners? Well, uh, you could definitely follow me on Instagram. It's at j.whipper. Um, and if you're interested in whip cracking, you can check out my website, canadawhips.com. Um, but those, those are the two uh, best places to find me if you're interested in what I do. Perfect. I'll put that all down below so people can go check that out, show some love, and you know, they can go listen to your other episode as well to show even more love because it'll be the same link. Yeah. So double the love, double the fun. Sounds like a <laughs> commercial. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. And now we're going to jump right into the topic of juggling. So I know this is a simple question, but what is juggling for people who might not know what it is? Juggling is basically just like the title of this episode. It's just throwing things up and then catching them again. Um, typically, it's done with more than three things but you i mean you could juggle one ball if you really wanted to um and the whole hobby surrounds yeah the idea of, of throwing things in the air and catching them and then doing that in different patterns or with different objects or different numbers of things uh, and that's sort of i guess the obsession that all of us have is seeing how many things we can throw in the air or how in what way we can throw all these different things in the air um, it's it's almost like playing catch but with yourself which is awesome if you don't have a lot of friends like me. What? what? No, no, we're friends. No, actually, you're my brother. We're family. <laughs> we're family now. <laughs> oh, I'm so honored. <laughs> and here's the thing. Justin is actually juggling as we speak. He's just quiet, quiet juggling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm juggling my thoughts for sure. Oh, yeah, same here. I'm doing that constantly and I'm always dropping them. I never catch yeah. <laughs> them. <laughs> so what for you, when did you get introduced to juggling? Was it like you just figure it out? I saw somebody on TV throwing juggling and I'm like, oh, I'd like to give that a try. Or you parents bought you a set of juggling balls or you saw some knives and you're like, you know what? I could throw those up in the air and catch them. <laughs> um, I was, it's kind of a strange story, but I was sitting at the beach 
And my beach has, it's all rocks. There's no sand. And I just picked up a couple of the rocks and I, I didn't try and juggle them because I knew that I didn't have the coordination whatsoever, but I just thought about juggling because I wanted to understand how it was done. And from there, I, I was able to sort of reason out the, the basic pattern. And then I practiced that for a little bit and then just forgot about it. And then later, there's this really good motivational speaker that I saw whose name, unfortunately, I can't remember right now, but um, he did some juggling in his act. And I was blown away by the different stuff that he could do. And so in 2017, I made it my New Year's resolution to juggle for 30 minutes every day for that entire year. Um, no excuses. No, like I had to juggle for 30 minutes. Like it was pretty much the number one priority in my life at that time. And that's kind of what inspired me to juggle and keep juggling and has really changed my life in a way. So for that time where you did it 30 minutes a day every day, did you have like a set time a day that you did it? Or it was just like you had to get it at any point during the day? It was very clear that I had to get it done during the day, but I could do it at any time. So if I had a, like a really busy day, I might juggle for 10 minutes at the bus stop while I'm waiting at the bus. And then I was in university, so I'd juggle in the 15-minute break during my class and so on, just to make sure that I hit the 30-minute mark. But I, I made it, I was a little bit flexible with my timing just so that I would know that I could get it done. Because some days, you know, at 6.30, you have to do something even if, you know, yeah. And when you did do that juggling, did you do like, I would say, I, I call it the classic, but I could be wrong, just the juggling that everybody knows. Or did you, were you just also doing, let's say, the one-handed juggling, like just any type of juggling to do that 30 minutes? Uh, so I started out just learning the basic juggle and getting that um, down. The pattern is called the cascade. That's the one that everyone knows. Uh, and then from there, I learned a pattern called the four, two, three, and another pattern called one up, two up or columns. And those are the three, in my opinion, the three sort of base patterns that you can use to learn most other juggling patterns. And then from there, I would try and learn different patterns or I would, uh, like you said, focus on one hand juggling or focus on a certain idea or movement for that 30 minutes just to kind of drill it and lock it down. So on that note, how many tricks do you know how to do? I have no idea, to be honest. I, I, can, do, I can do at least 50 uh, for sure. Um, I put out a video at, at the end of 2017 and it's kind of dorky, but I go through 50 different tricks. And at that time, completely unrelated to this, I was also collecting shirts that had cats on them. And so for every different trick that I do in that video, I also am wearing a different shirt that has a cat on it. It's yeah, it's awesome. It's it's so funny to watch and, and like see all these different shirts and tricks and whatever. But um, I, I have no idea how many total tricks I know how to do, especially because some tricks um, you could bounce a ball off your elbow. And it's like, does that count as a trick or does it have to be a part of a different pattern and so on? So um, it's really kind of up in the air. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever, I know this is odd, like my mind's running wild right now, but did you ever try, let's say, a trick that involved like a hacky sack trick where you just hit it with your foot and then bring it back up? Yep. Yeah. Uh, a guy named Mike, Mike Danger of the Juggling Bubblers from uh, Nova Scotia showed me a bunch of really cool tricks like that that involve using your body. And one that I do very often is, is I'll be juggling three balls and while I'm juggling one, juggling them, I'll put one on my head and then it rolls off into my other hand and then I keep doing that. And it gets faster and faster. So eventually you're putting every single ball on your head one after the other. Um, and your hands are like moving and all the balls keep rolling off of your head. So I, yeah, I love stuff like that. But and you can do kicks and bounces and all that kind of stuff too. I could imagine the first few times when you did have it land on your head, 
you probably hit yourself in the eye or just hit you're like ah yeah ah, duh, i'm getting attacked by myself yeah, ex- <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's absolutely like that for sure and did you ever create your own move and if so did you ever name it Kind of because juggling has been around for so long and, and there's so, so many different tricks and, and there's tricks that are, are theoretically possible, but have never been done. And because there's this whole like mathematical notation about juggling that I can get into later. But so it's hard for me to know if I've ever created something unique that's my own. But I know there's definitely tricks that I, I made up that I'd never seen anyone else do. It was just my own sort of creative idea. Um, and it might've been done before, it might not, but to me, like it's my trick. So one of those would be in the one up, two up. So I'm throwing one ball up in the air and then two balls. So a ball on either side of that middle ball, and I can make those cross. So I would do that, but then I would catch them and then cross my arms and then throw them up straight again. And so I call that the cross recross columns because, uh, in the air they cross and then they land and then underneath I cross my arms. So it's like they're crossing again. Um, and that's kind of a trick that like I just thought of one day and decided to learn how to do. But it, it's probably been done before. And I would imagine it takes a lot of like knowledge of like knowing your strength, the physics of it, of like how high you have to throw it to catch it, how high for the amount of balls you have. So you do you, what? How many balls or objects do you prefer to juggle with on average? Uh, I like three for sure. I'm um, I'm not a numbers. So there's basically, and again, this is all in my opinion because I'm not. Uh, by any means, like the best juggler in the world. But uh, in my opinion, there's two different types of jugglers. There's there's like pattern jugglers, and then there's numbers jugglers. And so a pattern juggler likes to, they'll have a, a number of balls they like to use. Typically, it's three, four, five, maybe six. And they'll try and do a bunch of different patterns and, and find out new ways of juggling that many balls or clubs or what have you. And there's other people that are just focused on juggling the highest amount of, of whatever objects. So I think the world record for balls right now is 12 and people just like train and train, trying to get as many balls in the air as possible. Um, I'm definitely of the, the first variety. I like to just juggle three balls, but I want to figure out all the different ways that we can juggle three balls um, and move them around. And you'd be surprised at how, how far like that sort of idea has come and the stuff that people can do just, it, it blows me away every single day. I'll see something new that's like, wow, I never even thought that was possible that people do it. Was there one trick that you said, this is like the best looking trick I've ever seen for a three ball juggling? Yes. Yeah. There's a trick um, called the inverted box, which I can't do, but I'd love to learn. And basically there's a, a trick called the box. And it, if you imagine one ball goes up and there's a ball at the bottom going left and right. And then the other ball goes up on the other side and it makes sort of a U shape. And that's called the box. And it's, it's a pretty tough uh, pattern to do because there's a, that ball that's traveling horizontally has to go really fast in order for it to stay perfectly horizontal. And so the inverted box is that same idea, except the horizontal ball is on top. So now not only are you doing this really hard pattern, but the balls that you're throwing up, up and down on the left and right can only be thrown so high. Otherwise, they'll collide with the ball that's going on top. And to see this move, the first time it, it, my jaw dropped, it was a video of like a 15-year-old kid doing it. I just was like, how is like this happening? Because the box at that time to me was this impossible trick. Um, so yeah, that's a trick that always like I watched. I'm like, wow, I, it's, it's mesmerizing to me. You must have been like, it's witchcraft. It's witchcraft. It's yeah, impossible. Exactly, it's really yeah. impossible for humans to do that. 
<laughs> I was pretty sure the kid had the force. Absolutely, yeah. He's got magnets in his hands or something. It's it's mm-hmm. smokes and mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows what people are doing with green screens nowadays? Maybe half the stuff I see isn't even real. Sure doesn't feel real. You know what? Uh, whenever I see it, I'm like, I I wish I could do that, but I can't. I yeah. for now, I, I know <laughs> if I practice, I would be able. Maybe like I got a set for Christmas a few years ago, and I still haven't un- unboxed it because I'm like. I'm going to hurt myself. I'm going to hurt my family members throwing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got it. It's so fun. I might, I might try it after this when I do that little clip that I recorded an episode with you. So I'll, you'll see me fail on camera. So which is beautiful. Oh, excellent. <laughs> now you said your preferred material or items to use are the balls, but what have you juggled with in the past? So I've, I've juggled clubs, I've juggled rings, I've juggled fire torches, I've juggled knives, uh, all the sort of the normal ones. Um, and I've also like just juggled rocks or fruit or, or whatever I can get my hands on. Um, it's really interesting to use different props at the same time. So instead of using, for example, three balls, like using a ball, an axe and a ring, um, because each object acts differently. Like with the axe, you have to focus on the spin. And with the ring, you have to catch it with your with your thumb up rather than your palm up. And then the ball is sort of the traditional catch. And so it's it just sort of brings a different flavor to the same moves because you're you're paying attention to each thing as its own individual kind of object. Which actually leads me to this odd question. Have you ever juggled eggs and learned how to be delicate with them? Because I feel like you wouldn't have to you wouldn't catch them the same way as you would catch a rougher ball. Yeah, I, I can I've juggled eggs, absolutely. It's sort of See, with a juggling ball, a really good juggling ball, they're they're quite heavy, not super heavy, but they're heavy enough that when it lands in your hand, your hand will naturally close around it because of the force from the ball. And so um, if I'm juggling, if I juggle tennis balls, for example, I have to grab. But because I juggle actual juggling balls, my hands don't want to do that grabbing motion. They just kind of let the eggs fall. And so I've never actually caught one in my hand and, and broke it, fortunately. I've definitely dropped them on the floor, though. Well, if you ever do do juggling more with eggs, you know, you can just put a skillet underneath. So at least you have scrambled eggs mm. on right under. So yeah, <laughs> Exactly. No waste. That's perfect. Somebody comes in. What are you doing? I'm making breakfast. Why are you throwing it up? <laughs> it's, it's a technique. <laughs> it's my oh, secret man. technique. Yeah. Maybe I could have like two pans. So a frying pan in each hand and have omelets and be flipping the omelets into the air and juggling the three omelets with the pans, you know, that'd be pretty cool. I just picture for some strange reason, like you making an omelet, like you're doing the eggs, crack them, then you got the salt and pepper, do that. And you have like <laughs> the peppers, I don't know how you're gonna dice them in midair. I don't know if you have like one knife in one <laughs> hand and the pepper in the other one, and you're like juggling and cutting it in midair. That's dangerous, don't do that kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool to see, but yeah, not cool to attempt. I like having all my fingers. And did you ever take the time to learn the history of juggling? Um, in, in passing, yes and no. Like It's something that interests me, but at the same time, it's not something that I've really sought out. And occasionally, I'll hear a name and, and look it up. Um, like For example, there's a trick called Mills Mess, which is a really iconic trick, and it was made by a guy named Mills. Um, so that kind of stuff I've looked up. But what I found more interesting in learning about juggling was sight swap, which is what I mentioned before. It's the mathematical sort of notation or or language for juggling. It's juggling theory. And the way that it works is every throw um, is treated sort of as a beat in a in a pattern. And the height of a ball is the the number in the in the notation. So for example, your regular three ball cascade 
is a three, three, three. Each ball is thrown into three height and every three beats in the pattern, that ball is thrown again. Whereas there's other patterns like the four, four, one or the five, three, one, or, you know, there's just lots of the four, two, three. And all of those numbers signify a certain thing. So if it's an odd number, it means it's changing hands. If it's an even number, it's staying in the same hand. And the higher the number is, um, the, the higher the ball gets thrown in the air. So for example, a seven is a lot, is like double the height of a three, basically. Um, and the reason for that is because it, like if you were to juggle seven balls, the balls would need to be higher because your hands just need more time to throw them all. Um, so that stuff I found super interesting. And like even still, people are plugging in numbers into this sort of notation. And there's all these different rules about whether a pattern is valid or not. And we're finding new patterns and new ways of moving the balls that we just didn't think of before because of this way of thinking about juggling. Now, for the guy who juggled 12 balls, the world record, how high, if you know, how high was his throws? Oh, they were, yeah, they were really <laughs> high up in the air. Um, I think, I can't remember his name. I'm, I'm super bad with names with juggling. I feel bad because there's so many talented people that deserve uh, credit, but I'm sure you could just YouTube 12, 12 ball juggling. But he was in a squash court and yeah, the balls were, were pretty high up close to the ceiling. So I'm not even sure what that is. 15 feet, maybe. Um, they're, they're up there. That must be like, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I know actually this is a question. When you do juggle, do you focus or you have to like not focus too much in the sense that, you know, when you're walking and then you start thinking, how am I walking straight? And then you start stumbling or when you're going upstairs, you're like, wait, how am I going upstairs? And then you start walking weird. Does that mindset apply for juggling or do you have to really focus? First of all, I just want to say I'm glad that you used that analogy because that's something that's happened to me multiple times and I've always wondered. <laughs> Is that like normal <laughs> or am I time. weird? Yeah. <laughs> to answer your question though, I think, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's in between because if I'm learning a new pattern, uh, like Mills Mess, for example, in that pattern, one hand is throwing under the arm, one hand is throwing over the arm, then the arms are uncrossing and then one hand is throwing while the arms are uncrossed. And so, and all three balls are, are following different paths. So for that pattern, when I'm learning it, I'm like constantly aware of what's going on. But eventually you get to the point where it's sort of muscle memory and all you're really focusing on is the peak of the throw. Because if you throw a ball, and it's going to naturally do an arc in the air. And when it reaches that the peak of that arc, your brain automatically knows where it's going to go. And so when I'm juggling, all I'm doing is kind of casually staring at that point where the balls are peaking. And then my hands will do the rest because my, my brain just tells them like, okay, it's peaked right there. So your hand is going to have to go there to catch it. Um, but if I start to think about it, then yeah, the balls hit the ground. Has it ever happened to you? Like you're about to go to sleep. I think I've asked you this question for cracking whips, but you're about to go to sleep and you're like, oh, what if I tried this as a move? Like, what would I do? How could that happen? How would I do that? Would you like sleep and like, oh, okay, I'll do it in the morning. Or he said, you know what? I have to give this a try now. Oh, it's, it's definitely a now thing for <laughs> sure. So that would be like a two hours of me just being up trying to juggle, but one of the things that I learned in the year of juggling is that juggling right beside your bed is the best place to juggle because if you're in the middle of a room and you drop the balls, you have to bend all the way over to pick them up. But if you're standing against your bed, you, you only have to go half as far. So you save yourself a lot of time. And so naturally, my juggling balls were always beside my bed anyway. So yeah, it would just, it'd be way too tempting to, to go to sleep or to, sorry, to try the trick rather than go to sleep. 
And another good place, you can cor correct me if I'm wrong, but in a pool where it's just like at your waist level or <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so if you do drop it, you just boop, pick it up right there. Unless pick I could, it up again, yeah. But I would imagine you can't use the same ones because or else uh, they would get ruined by the water. It depends on the type of ball, really. Like my balls are they're like a rubbery plastic. So I've used them in the pool before. And what's quite fun actually is reverse juggling. So I'll have all three balls floating in the pool and I'll push one down and it'll go down and then come back up and I'll try and juggle upside down basically in the water. Um, that's, that's just like a fun thing to do. And it, it really uh, confuses your brain, but yeah, you could juggle in a pool. Absolutely. I don't know if I would do waist height because my hands naturally, they will go down to about my waist. So I don't want to get, go under the water, but if the water was like thigh high, I think that would be ideal. Absolutely. So when you do reverse juggling, do you find it harder because you're, I guess, like when you're pushing down some air bubbles go in and it's trying to change the view or what you can see or the perception of things in water are different? Yeah, that's one of the reasons for sure. The way that light kind of refracts into the water will make you think the ball's in a different spot than it is. Also, you have to be careful when you're pushing the balls down not to put spin on them because the spin will influence where they come up. And finally, um, because you're, you're throwing them down rather than up, you don't get to see that peak point as clearly as you do when you're juggling up in front of your face. And that's probably the most challenging thing is trying to guess where the ball is going to come up because you can't see that point that tells you, okay, this is where the ball is going to go. And I can imagine if like I were to walk by and I see you do that in the water, I'd be like, does Justin just hate water? He's like, yeah, exactly. But if I, got, yeah, if I got closer, I'd be like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. And that's pretty cool, though. I love the the reverse, I was going to call it reverse engineering in a way. <laughs> it's like it's gravity working against, I don't know how, I don't do physics, but it's cool. Yeah, me either. <laughs> yeah, it's, super, it's interesting for sure. And another question I have for you is, do you prefer juggling alone or with company? I... I mostly juggle alone, but I definitely prefer juggling with company. Uh, the problem is I'm not very good at juggling clubs. I can do three fairly comfortably, but I can only do a few different patterns, not as many as I can do with balls. And so, and when you juggle with a partner, typically you, you're throwing clubs back and forth. And I've tried that and it was honestly one of the most fun things I've ever done. Like it's, imagine playing catch with someone, um, like that's kind of fun. But playing catch with someone while there's five things in the air, like that's way more fun. It, it's just awesome, uh, but I'm not good enough to to be able to do that. One thing that I do like to do uh, with another person is it's called steals. So I'll be juggling three balls and then the person I'm juggling with will be standing in front of me and they'll just randomly stick their hands in and grab the three balls and continue juggling like I was juggling. Um, and you kind of see how fast you can steal from the other person or you'll steal into a different pattern. And say I'm doing that one Mills mess that I was talking about where my arms are crossing and uncrossing. Now they have to try and steal the balls and keep it going while my hands are moving around all over the place. So that stuff is really, really fun. So yeah, definitely more fun with a partner in my opinion, but I do most of my juggling on my own. This sounds odd, but have, do you watch the TV show The Office? Oh yes, absolutely. I think I, I, I think I know, or I think you know what the question I'm going to say. Have you seen that episode <laughs> yeah. of Will Ferrell? With Will Ferrell <laughs> pretending to juggle, and yeah. then he bounces uh, and, the and, balls and, off of Phyllis's head. <laughs> yeah, that's so. And he's he's struggling like seven. The funniest part about that to me was when Andy had juggling balls and yeah. threw them to Will Ferrell. <laughs> he's like, "No, I won't use those." 
Oh man. Yeah, it's like I don't touch <laughs> another man's instruments or something like that. Yeah, it's just like he clearly can't juggle because yeah. Oh yeah. That was so funny. I, I well love it. It's like he's there's like I was I don't juggle. I'm like he's not doing it right, but it was fun to watch. <laughs> so for you on a personal level, what is what would you say is the best part about juggling? I think for me, it taught me a lot about uh, sort of learning because I spent so long like 30 minutes a day trying to do this thing that I couldn't really do from the start. And a lot of people will say, like, I'll ask them if they know how to juggle. And they'll say, no, I could never do that. I'm not coordinated enough or just stuff like that. And I've learned through through doing this that really, like, coordination is just something that you you learn and you gain, right? Like when we were born, we, I wasn't born able to juggle. I wasn't born able to walk. Um, I wet my pants for the first, you know, two years of my life. Like, <laughs> like these are things I've just learned to do. Um, and so it was just, it's, yeah, I, don't, I, I learned that kind of failure and dropping the balls is just a stepping stone to, to success and, and juggling it and everything else. That's one of my favorite things about it is, is when we went to a juggling festival, me and my girlfriend, I, we were juggling, partner juggling, and I missed a ball and it ended up hitting some guy in the back that I didn't know. And, and I was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. And he looked and he laughed and he said, what are you sorry for? Like, that's what juggling is about. And that was kind of the moment I realized, like, wow, like juggling isn't actually about catching things. It's about dropping them and picking them up again and, and doing it over and over until you learn, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's what I love the most about it. Absolutely. Speaking of which, has it ever happened to you that you were doing a move and it did not go the way you wanted to and you were able to recover? Oh, it happens all the time. Um, you'll be able to tell because my tongue comes out of my mouth if I do a bad throw. I can't stop it. I tried, but normally, yeah, I'll be I'll be doing a pattern I'm I'm trying to learn or just a pattern I haven't practiced in a while, and a ball will go awry. And the, what's cool about the cascade, the basic three ball pattern, is that once you're good enough at it, it doesn't it, it be, it's not a trick anymore. It's just a baseline. It's something that you go back to because you're so comfortable. Um, and so I'll be doing something hard, and then I'll throw wrong. Or I'll catch wrong and then the tongue comes out and maybe I have to take a couple steps to recover. But when I recover, I just recover back into that cascade and I'm not even thinking about it. It's just like naturally what my hands want to do. Um, and, and that's really great because, again, that's something that stops you from having to pick up the ball, right? You're, you're still um, kind of in that flow and the balls are in the air. So, yeah, that happens all the time. So following that same train of thought, do you prefer doing like routines or more of a freestyle? Um, I have tricks that I will routinely go through in a freestyle. Um, there's just tricks that I, my, my body just likes to do or that I like the way they feel. Um, and if I put music on, for example, I'll juggle to the music and my hands will go through all these different tricks and patterns. And typically they go from like from one into another pretty seamlessly. And so in that way, it's a routine, but uh, at the same time, I need I, when I'm practicing, I'm always trying to think of, okay, well, what's a trick that I haven't done in a while? And then I have to make my hands do that and sort of break that routine, kind of flowy juggling, and then um, get into a different pattern that I know I need to practice because otherwise I won't be able to do it anymore. See, what you're doing right now is you're making these answers very easy to make additional questions because I have so many follow-up <laughs> questions. And the one to follow up is you're talking about music. What is your go-to music when you juggle, if you have some? Yeah, I like hip-hop, the trancey kind of stuff. Um, I don't like having really lyrics. I just like like kind of the beat in the background. And normally it's like, yeah, electronic, hip-hop-y, trancey, that kind of 
I don't even know what the genre is called, um, but I, I love that stuff so much because it's I find it easy to kind of move to but at the same time. It's not so like in your face that I have to focus on it. Um, and, and I end up just juggling to the music because it suits the hobby so well, in my opinion. This sounds very odd, but imagine if there's a song with a ba- like a drop Instead of you drop, like you drop down a little bit, and then when the drop comes, you throw it back up higher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or normally, when the drop comes, I'll do a move called a flash, which is where you throw all three balls in the air so that like there's no balls in your hands at all. I really like doing that for a drop, and I also like throwing one in the air and then spinning around and then catching it and then keeping going. Those are the two things I like to do in the beat drops for sure. You know, I'm gonna have to check all these out, right? You say these are all on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's yeah, there's tons of different cool juggling videos on YouTube. You could watch mine or you could watch many others or go on Instagram. There's so so many really really talented jugglers with different styles. Uh it's it's just fascinating. It's super cool to see what people come up with and uh one really good YouTube channel is the IJA, the International Jugglers Association. They do a video of the month every month as well as different videos on, on history and, and tricks and, and what have you. And you'll always see really cool stuff in there that you just like there's bounce juggling where people are bouncing stuff off the ground or there's contact juggling where you have a couple balls, but you're never throwing them. You're always rolling them around your body or you'll see um, like club juggling, but they're not really throwing the clubs. They're moving them in weird ways. There's just, it's such a versatile and cool hobby uh, with tons to watch if, if you're into it. I'm not going to lie. When you said clubs, the first thing that came to mind was golf clubs. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> that's just my mind going to that. But I feel like it's not golf clubs. <laughs> I mean, they've golf clubs have definitely been juggled, but no, I mean juggling clubs. Yeah. And for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started juggling? I think not getting discouraged was one. Absolutely. And then also dropping the balls on the ground and having to pick them up again instead of leaning against the bed. Uh, I started learning with uh, just a set that I bought from like a, a game store and they were like hard plastic balls. And so when I, whenever I would drop them, they would hit the ground and then they would roll away. That was really annoying because my room is always messy. And rather than cleaning my room, I, I would rather just get frustrated about the balls rolling under my chair, um, <laughs> which I guess is, is something I should have just cleaned up. But anyway, um, that was a problem. But when I switched to bean bags, which are, uh, in my opinion, the easiest thing to juggle, um, that really helped that problem because the balls would hit the ground and then they wouldn't move. Um, and also they were squishy to cast, which was nice. So following up that, did how many balls have you lost under your chair, your bed, or in a neighbor's lawn, I, uh, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know the number, but it's a few for sure. <laughs> Whenever I clean my room, uh, which is, is very rare, as you may have guessed, I'll find a ball somewhere from a set that I forgot about or, or whatever. I'm pretty good, though. Like, I'll buy five balls every time I buy balls, and that way, you know, no matter what, if I lose one or two, I can still juggle and, and be happy about it. It's because the monster underneath your bed wants to juggle too, you know, he's just... He... Yeah, yeah, he must. And what is your current biggest challenge? So I want to learn five balls. Five balls is, is considered the black belt of juggling. As much as I love to juggle and talk about juggling, I don't even really consider myself a juggler because I can't do five balls. And um, that's really what I want to learn. But 
like it, it's super, super hard. It, it, it can take months of practice. And the thing that's kind of like it's challenging skill wise, but it's also challenging mentally because like if someone asks you, can you juggle and you say yes, and then you juggle three things, they're like, wow, that's awesome. That's so impressive. Whereas and juggling three balls might take you a couple hours to learn. And then if they say, how many can you juggle? And you say, I can juggle five. And then you juggle five. They'll still be impressed, but they won't be as impressed as they should be considering how much effort it took to get from three to five. You know what I mean? And so it's like, oh, is it even worth it? <laughs> because I'm not going to impress. You're not going to be as impressed as you should. It's like, it's almost like if someone baked a cake out of a, just a cake mix box, cake mix box. And you're like, wow, you're such a good baker. And then later you met someone that like made a cake from scratch and they were on, you know, MasterChef Canada or whatever. And you're like, wow, this is, this is just slightly better than the cake I had earlier. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, it's not, it's way better. But you know, you know, people don't know. Um, So that's, yeah, uh, that's just probably my ego getting in the way a little bit. And also I'm lazy. But no, that's, that's justified. I completely understand. Like the effort is not the same thing. There's like, you're talking about, you have to throw it at different heights as well. And you have to readjust everything. And gravity, gravity does not change. It will come down at the same, it's not going to like be (laughs) increased. Gravity has a certain speed point that it goes. So you have to calculate that as well. And if five balls are black belt, what is above like the 12 balls? That is... (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah oh, i can't even like this these people must be juggling for eight hours a day non-stop you know i can't 12 balls is because like juggling 12 balls on its own right impressive but that meant that this guy had to hold six balls in each hand like even that is difficult on its own right and then to throw them like individually one at a time while holding six in each hand and they all have to go the same height and none of them can collide and then they all come down it's it's madness. It's it's just, uh, I it's not human. It's it's insane what people can do, and it's super awesome. But oh my, yeah, it would take a long time. As I mentioned before, witchcraft. It's witchcraft. Yes, <laughs> it's something. <laughs> and now for a very important question: What are some misconceptions about people who do juggling? Um, I think the uh, the misconception that I had is that we're all you know circus freaks or clowns or. That juggling is a weird, you know, party trick. These are all definitely things that I thought at the beginning. When I decided to learn juggling, I thought that juggling was lame. And I just decided to do it anyway, because I'm like, well, I'm kind of lame, so it's cool. Um, But like, really, when you get into it, the people are so awesome. And and we're not all like, we don't all want to be in the circus or, or do kids parties or whatever. Like, it's just something that's really fun to do. And there's a lot of different styles. There's so much, it's very versatile. And, and there's a lot of thinking that goes into it. Like I said, with the site swap, like you could, there's mathematicians that have done, you know, theses on, on juggling. And it's like, it's not just something that you do to entertain a bunch of five-year-olds. It's like really, really um, in-depth and, and interesting, in my opinion. So yeah, that, those, that's probably the biggest misconception. Do you remember, we talked about this during your the WHIP episode? where we saw mm-hmm. Get Smarter or Smarter Every Day, where they had like this video talking about whips. Would you like to see yeah. one about juggling? Oh, absolutely. Actually, there's a really good video. Um, well, there's two. One of them is on a YouTube channel called Number File. It's a mass uh, sort of lecture channel. And they have a guy come on and they, he explains site swap to you. And it's like, it's super awesome. He, he draws it out um, because you can like graph um, the pattern, juggling patterns on paper. And then he, so he draws it out, draws out a juggling pattern. 
and then juggles the pattern while that graph is overlaid on the screen. And you can actually see the pattern happening in real time. Uh, it's, it's so, so cool. And then there's another one um, by, oh, what's his name? Justin. Just, I feel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish he was me. Um, there's a guy from Hamilton, I think. And he has a video on site swap as well, but it, and it's teaching jugglers how to understand and use site swap. And that's a really good one if, you, if you're actually into juggling. But this number file video on site swap and juggling is, is super interesting. And anyone that's listening, um, after you you know subscribe to, to Alex's podcast, you should check out this video. And also after they subscribe to everything you have as well and go check out your <laughs> videos as well. This is, this is your episode. This is your time. You get to talk about your hobbies twice. So they have to subscribe and listen to both of them. <laughs> Yeah, I should get more hobbies then. I'll just keep coming on. <laughs> well, apparently I have 136 hobbies. Yeah, yeah. All the, all my guests' yeah. hobbies are my hobbies now. I'm hijacking oh, it. <laughs> You're going to be like your own Cirque du Soleil after this. You know what? I will not sleep apparently if I do all those hobbies at once. Imagine doing all those at once. That'd be, in, that would be witchcraft. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be, you'd have to be like an octopus or something with all the different arms and stuff. Octopus would be great for juggling. <laughs> yes oh yeah oh man yeah i watched a video recently about i'm trying to think of oh okay so when you're when you're juggling three balls you're, you're doing a three ball cascade and all the balls are changing hands and you can do a cascade with three balls or five balls or seven balls or nine balls or any odd number of balls when you're juggling an even number of balls you can't do a cascade because the balls need to stay in the same hand so typically when you juggle four balls you'll do two balls in one hand and then two balls in the other hand and those balls never change hands. So I watched a video recently about the idea of doing a four ball cascade where the balls are always changing hands and they realized that it's only possible if you have an odd number of hands. So I was just thinking about the octopus, like all the different cool patterns that the octopus could do because he has as many hands as he wants. Um, you know. I guess we have to teach them to juggle. It might be a little hard to teach octopus to do that, but it's actually a question to, or it leads up to an odd question. Have you ever seen or would like to see an AI juggle? Yeah, I. So this was an idea that I had a while ago, the idea of, of doing juggling in uh, VR and like teaching AI to juggle and then seeing what patterns they come up with. There's already a, a site swap sort of generator where you can put the numbers in and they'll have, uh, it's like, a, it looks like a stick man, basically. And he'll juggle f for you the pattern. And you can put in, um, yeah, the numbers. And you can put in the location of his hands and see all the different things he can do. Uh, there's a Instagram called No Slower DNA, I believe. And he makes a whole bunch of different of these generation, generate, yeah, generations of juggling patterns. And they're things that are all just theoretically possible, but your hands would need to move faster than any human's hands have ever moved to do them. But they're really interesting to watch. Just the idea of technology and juggling combining, I think is super interesting. There's another guy named Steven Meshke. I hope I pronounced that right. And he does, he'll juggle, but then he'll track the balls in the air. And so when he juggles, you can see the all the paths that are forming and he can kind of like make pictures with where the balls are moving. That's another cool one. Or like juggling in VR is possible. Um, and then if you do that, I wonder, like, if you learn to juggle in VR, 
could you then juggle in real life? I, I don't know. There's so much cool stuff that technology could do to uh, this hobby and most hobbies probably. I would imagine if you do juggle in VR, it's not the real feeling compared to juggling in real life because I feel like you have that feeling of catching the, the ball and then throwing it up. Yes. And uh, when, we're, uh, when we're talking about AI, would you like to see an actual AI robot in real life do that? Like just all like let's say 50 balls if, if possible <laughs> <laughs> i've seen they've, they've made robots that can juggle three i've seen that before but the robots typically are they're like two little arms that are on a piece of board and the board is on an angle and so the arm will push the, the ball up and then it'll go up the board and then roll down i've seen that done with three i'm not sure i imagine once they got good enough they could do 50 like you've said but that would just It'd be so crazy, you know, it would be. And the other thing is, like, when I watch someone juggle 12 balls, I know that that's way harder than juggling 10 balls. But because there's so many balls, you don't even know how many is really being juggled. You know what I mean? So to see 50, it would just be like a constant stream of balls. <laughs> it'd be like, I don't know, it'd be insane. You'd be like, where does it end? Where does it start? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby? Uh, I think, so A, I mean, get beanbags. That's the best thing to juggle with. Juggle against your bed. That's a big one. And then from there, it's just believing that it's possible. Uh, set small goals like I'm going to get two catches. I'm going to get three catches. I'm going to get six catches so that you feel like you're making progress. And then from there, yeah, just keep doing it until you can do it forever. Like it's it's really something that um, can be learned and it's not something that's like specific for us, like a really specific type of people that have these abilities. Like it's, it's something that anyone, anyone period can, can learn to juggle. Um, and I've thought before about making a YouTube series called juggling for the uncoordinated. And it's just like teaching people who think that they're uncoordinated to juggle. And I'll, I'd go like super, super basic. Like we'd start by throwing one ball from one hand to the other and building your way up because it really, really is something that's possible. And the only thing that's stopping, I think, all of the people on this planet from juggling is is just the belief that, you know, they're not able to do it and like being willing to put in the time. Well, if you ever need a thumbnail photo of uh, for the uh, video, you can always use my face for the uncoordinated. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'll have like a confused face and they're like, I'll be like that uh, dummy in the room. We're like, this is not how you juggle. This is how you juggle. <laughs> Alex here doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, it's like those infomercials yeah. where the, the people don't know what they're doing. Yeah, you'd be that guy. Yeah, like the, the people who can't open up like a Coke bottle and just spill it everywhere. That'll be me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, and it's just like so clearly something that would never, ever happen. Oh, man. Like, oh, is, do your Tupperware lids not fit properly? And then someone tries to put Tupperware on and then the food just goes everywhere. It's like, that would never happen. Like, who's... Oh man, crazy! This. One of my favorites is like when the guy's holding the popcorn bowl and he just sits down and just goes flying everywhere. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Did you have a spring like a spring in that popcorn bowl? What happened? Yeah, what are you doing? Oh man, <laughs> I, lo I love it. I, I have a, to a certain degree. I feel like they do it on purpose. Like they know the comedic effect is gonna sell, or if they're not, then hey, that's they have very low expectations of humans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah right i hope it's the first for yeah. sure but i mean uh, then again maybe both of us are just incredibly coordinated and, and these are regular like tupperware and popcorn are just flying everywhere all the time and we've just never seen it you know what i mean 
<laughs> I doubt it though. We just miss it. Like the Tupperware is there on the counter. We blink and it's already on the floor. We have no idea what happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've asked this question at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again at the end. Do you have any links, websites, projects, or anything at all that you would love to share with the listeners? It can be absolutely anything at all related to your hobby or anything else. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, definitely follow me on Instagram. I'd appreciate it. And and also message me. Like I'd love to teach you how to juggle. I've, I've taught tons of people before. And if there's of something you're struggling with or a pattern you want to learn or, or whatever, just send me a message and I'll, I'll teach you. Uh, it's at j.whipper. You can also check out canadawhips.com if you want to learn about whip cracking, which is the other thing that I do. And then from there, I, I really think just go on YouTube and look up the IGA, International Jugglers Association. Um, you can look up a video, just type in like different juggling tricks. And there's tons of different compilation videos of different juggling tricks that stuff is all super interesting to watch and it'll kind of give you a taste of all the different things that are possible yeah and oh and also library of juggling is another good website that has just a list of all the different or a whole bunch of different tricks that you could learn if you were so inclined perfect i'll put all those links down below so people can go check it out and just you know share some love and learn a lot more about juggling and then maybe you'll have an arch nemesis somebody comes up to you <laughs> hi justin i listen to you on time for your hobby you're my rival now um, i'm sure that, i'm sure they're gonna be friendly but i mean you know having a nemesis in a sports who just has that little friendly competitiveness i, I don't know if that applies for my podcast <laughs> there's like a time for your better hobby podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah someone someone makes another podcast series yeah and it's they interview the same people yeah. <laughs> that you did <laughs> oh man that'd be so funny they ask all the Maybe same I'll questions but with better does, yeah, does juggling somehow. stress you out even better what that doesn't make sense <laughs> <but>. <laughs> oh man and now for the last question do you have any questions for me about juggling uh, I'm curious what you've learned from from our conversation. What are some some cool takeaways that you you didn't know before about juggling that you know now? Um, a few things. Uh, the different tricks. I did not know there's like certain moves you can do with uh, the certain amount of balls. I can't remember what it was exactly you were saying in the sense of the term. But you're saying mm -hmm. with like odd balls, you can do these tricks with uh, pairs, yeah. pairs or even. What is the word? Even, right? Even uh, numbers. Side swap. Side yeah. swap, yeah. Even uh, and also, I did not know you can juggle underwater or like above the, on the surface. <laughs> also, I did not know like the different materials have different ways of handling it. So, so that's why I asked the question about eggs because I didn't, I never thought of that before until now. And you said almost anything can be juggled with a reason. Like I think I saw, maybe is this possible? Somebody juggled bowling balls. I, I think so. Yep. Actually on that note, what, what is the heaviest thing that's ever been juggled? Uh, I'm not sure what the heaviest thing is. But there's a really hilarious video online of this juggler uh, comedian named Ivan Passell. And he <laughs> he he invites uh, like a, a young kid up onto the stage. The kid's maybe four or five. And he juggles two balls and the kid. Like, it's what? so funny. What? <laughs> so he, he picks the kid up in one arm, right? And then throws the two balls in the air. And then moves the kid over to the other arm and throws the two balls in the, other, in the air with the other hand. And, like, is throwing the kid back and forth across his body. It's so funny. And the kids, like, his shoes come off and all this stuff because he's getting tossed around. Oh, man. It's it's awesome. Was the kid terrified or is he, like, happy? Or Well, the kid – so – the kid at first was eager to be a part of the show. 
And then he comes up and he's like, okay, I'm going to juggle you. And the kid's like, oh, okay. And then I pulls out two axes. And he's like, oh, my. and I'm going to juggle these. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that, that's when the kid got freaked out. But then he switched to balls and then it was fine. But oh, yeah, it was so funny. Okay, I'm going to have to look up that video. That sounds very entertaining and funny. Yeah, oh, it's it's my probably my favorite juggling video. It's it's awesome. No, like, was this kid like a, how old was this kid? And was this guy like a bodybuilder to just easily swap a kid from one hand to the other? Yeah, Ivan, he's huge. He's he's big. The kid, I think, was uh, must maybe five or six. Uh, he was a, a short little. Actually, no, he was tall and like and skinny. The kid, and yeah, he just gets tossed around like a rag doll. It's awesome. For some reason, my mind went wild, and I'm just thinking the kid's like crunched up into a ball. I would imagine that's not the case. He was probably dangling that's why his yeah. shoes went flying <laughs> uh, he was dangling yeah at one point ivan almost hits himself in the crotch with the kid oh, no. it's just <laughs> yeah it's wonderful it's yeah super funny well if i get that link if i can't find it i'll ask it from justin and i'll add it down below as well so people can go check that out as well yeah oh it's, it's worth a watch absolutely so uh yeah there you have it another body with a hobby not a kid's body that's i mean like another body as justin we're not throwing around the kid <laughs> another body with a hobby thank you so much justin for just coming on and again and sharing your other hobby oh thank you for the opportunity i really enjoyed chatting with you if you guys want to learn more about justin you can i said no i said justin not dustin I, i'm yeah, i'm still trying to get yep. over that <laughs> If you want, if you guys want to learn more about Justin, you should go check him out. I'll put all the links down below. So it's very easy to find. Go show him some love. He's a very lovely person and we're family. So support my family and just watch <laughs> him grow. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast, reviews are good. I, I'll take any reviews, good, bad, awkward, not awkward. Any reviews are good. And if you want to show some more support, I also sell merchandise on Redbubble and I also have a Patreon. All those links will be down below and they're optional. So no need if you don't want to. You'll have lovely, lovely episodes with many Justins. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, thank you so much, Justin. Oh, thank you, Alex. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>